0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Hi, this is Nikki Chris and Natalie Jean from Sisters in Music. Check out our new organization, www.sistersinmusic.org. And our Sim
2: Radio Network, home of our female-focused podcast, Mixing It with Nikki Chris
1: and Chatting with Nat. Come join the fun, because together, we are stronger. Yeah, 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 all right. This is the Sim Radio Network, and you have me, Natalie Jean, and
2: Nikki Chris. Nikki.
1: <laughs> My Nikki, where she's going? All right. Today we both have the honor of having singer, songwriter, writer Ada Leanne. We both have her, have had her on our show, and we're so excited to bring forth her new single to everybody called "Cheap One." Ada Leanne is a 16-year-old American singer and songwriter. Ada was born and lives in Battle Creek, Michigan, but she records and tracks her songs out of Nashville, Tennessee. She's known for her ability to write emotional and relationship-based lyrics that are real and relatable to her audience. Ada strives to be a voice for teenagers like herself to show them that they are heard, understood, and not alone. She has released two EPs and multiple covers with a discography, well i can't I can't talk anymore of eighteen songs you can listen to them all on all her platforms. Let's give her a round of applause
0: what do you think?
2: Hi Ada Hi you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm still alive in a pandemic. <laughs> you know people think crazy when i I answer that
0: way. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's
1: it's just been crazy. So how have you been since
3: we both last spoke to you? I have been great. Like I've been so good. So many good things going. So I've I've been fantastic.
1: That is awesome, 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 awesome sauce. I like to hear that because the world's gone cray-cray. <laughs> it's gone cray-cray. Yes. All I can, <laughs> that's all I can say about this world. Just, that's, that's all. That's all there is to say about this world. Every day there's something new.
2: Just a tad, just a tad. Uh, I wanted to get your feedback. I know the last time that we saw each other was at the Josie Music Awards. How did you like that experience? Because I think that was actually the first time that you've attended an award show.
3: Um. So, yeah, that was my first time attending an award show. Um, And to be honest, it was not what I really expected it to be. I kind of expected it to be like this small gathering. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I didn't expect it to be so – so big like that. So it was it was really neat. I loved being in Pigeon Forge. There's a lot of cool stuff in Pigeon Forge. So um you know, we got to see some cool stuff um and the award the awards in general just like so big. I met some like super cool people there. Um I thought the songwriting thing was super clever um like the little songwriting group. Although right. I will say it was a, it was a little bit difficult to work with some people. Um but <laughs> I mean you can't really expect anything more of that.
1: <laughs> I, uh,
2: this is this is why we love you, Ada. Because yeah, I I I would I would agree with that. I really love the concept, but I felt that there were some people that were very pigeonholed in their mm-hmm. methodology and structure and you could tell that there was there was a group of people that were probably more like us very very loose very flexible kind of like yeah, yeah try it this way I think it'd be cool you know and then there were people that were like no it
1: has to be this way
2: um, right. so yep, yeah, definitely
1: I I love that. Um, but one of the things for me, though, you know, and I, I do country music, Americana music. It, it, what kills me with uh, the c- country music songwriting is everybody needed to rhyme. And mm-hmm. I really didn't know that about country music. And it was like, isn't the whole point to tell a story? I don't know why the emphasis is so much on rhyming. It, and you can't mm-hmm. use this word, well, you can't use that word, you can't repeat, you can't do this, you can't do that. It, I think it's um, a little bit. I think um, country music, uh, it just needs to evolve just a little bit with the rhyming thing. Because you can't rhyme with everything.
3: Yeah.
0: That's just the fact.
3: Well, and so, they also kept trying to do, like, a certain amount of syllables it had to be very precise. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, with the syllables, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that deep.
1: Exactly. It wasn't that deep. I mean, the song turned out well. Our friend Ricky um, Persaud Jr. is planning to record it, apparently. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It was just like people were just like, no, you can't do this, and you can't do that, and it's got to be like this. It's like, dude, give us some space to be artists. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's got to be artists. Now, you just released a new single called Cheap Line which is a very interesting title uh, for me. And the reason I say this is because you're eight, um, 16. <laughs> Although I do like the title. and then But I did listen. It's funny because I never listen to the songs before I get them. I like to be surprised. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's a gamble because what about if This song sucks? But anyway, um, <laughs> why why did you choose that title? And the song is great. I did listen to it because I was like, let me listen to it first before I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're talking about cheap one.
3: So tell us why you chose that um, that title. So obviously it's just like a lot of the time when I choose titles, it's just like something that I reoccurringly say throughout the song. So right. that's kind of where I pulled the title from. But this okay. song
1: is – I said okay. <laughs>
0: oh.
3: <laughs> um But the song is just, uh, it's a song about social anxiety. And I think a lot of people Mm. didn't get that when it first released. And then I explained it and they were like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. um,
1: If you listen to the song, which I did, and I think uh, obviously you have an amazing voice and I love it. What I love about the song is it reminds me of my own. Obviously, I'm going to say that um, authentically me because you're being so authentic in the song itself about what you go through and what you see other people go through. So, kudos to you on that. But yeah, I think that because they see the title, they might not get it. But if people really like like music, they'll actually take the time to listen to the lyrics and see where you're coming from. That's
2: what, that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um,
2: I've listened to it, too, and I echo Natalie's sentiments. But, I mean, that's that's the big thing about being a songwriter, right, is you you we're looking at it as, okay, she's 16. Why is she writing a song about wine? Mm-hmm. But right. when you go and listen to the song, you're like, oh, <laughs> now I mm-hmm. get it. And, and you know, and it's intriguing. So, you know, I love the fact, and I've said that multiple times about you, I love the way that, that you write because you take it up a notch, mm-hmm. so to speak.
1: Exactly. Thank you. So
2: you're welcome. And obviously, you know, some people had the same type of thought that we did with um, this particular song. But uh, what is something that people seem to misunderstand about you?
3: Fantastic. Um, I mean, do you mean just like on a, like on a broad spectrum or just like with my Mm -hmm. music? Anything. I think something that a lot of people misunderstand about me would probably just be that, like, I work really hard and I think that a lot of the time people think that I do this all for fun, which obviously this is super fun for me, but this takes a lot of work and it's like hours of like you know Mm -hmm. I have other opportunities right now and it's hours of answering questions and it's hours of writing Mm -hmm. and you know I love writing and I'm willing to put in the effort and the passion to it but people just think like oh she just she just writes music like and they just sort of blow it off and I'm like well there's a lot that goes into it and I think that Mm -hmm. people miss that a lot
1: Agreed Agreed. I mean, all of all of us are in yes. the same profession here. We can all agree that this takes a lot of time. It does not like words just pop into our head and we're just like, okay, mm-hmm. here's a song. You know, you have to come up with the melody. You have to come up with the structure. You have to come up with the idea. And then you have to go record the damn thing. And
2: um, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of money, a lot of effort. A lot. Um,
1: a lot. So I agree with you on that that point. It's just it's just crazy how people think this whole process works. It's like, oh, you just threw, threw the thing together and blah, 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 and then it just appears. No. It takes a lot of right. – it takes a lot – and the, the biggest thing that it has, it takes a lot of drive to be able to do that, especially when you're surrounded by sometimes naysayers. You have this great support system, but sometimes you have people that are just thinking, oh, and this is never gonna to amount to anything, why don't you get a real job? And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, after this after the one of the things we've learned during this pandemic is people are actually now really trying to follow their dreams rather than try to do something that um that's just gonna make them money because they realize you know, <laughs> life is extremely short and they need to do their thing. Um, what makes you feel inspired?
3: Something that makes me really inspired is watching other artists do what they love to do, and that kind of, like, Mm. I know that, I don't know how to explain it, but I look at people who I really look up to, obviously, I look up, like, a lot to Taylor Swift, and Mm -hmm. looking at her, her journey and everything that she has been through, not even just with, like, Obviously, all the guys she's dated and, like, how hurt she's been from that. But also just looking at at how, like, society was against her for a really long time. And she obviously had her fan base with her. But, you know, there was a point in time that people disliked her for a little while. And so she went into hiding. And, like, just seeing how cruel Mm. and how mean people were to her. And for her to come back from that and to still be relevant and for seeing her being relevant for so long is like insane like props to her for that she's definitely doing something right um I just think it's incredible to see where she came from and how brought down she was and then just her coming back from that and being better than she's ever been I get it. I uh, uh here. you. He you know, um, yeah.
1: I, I I I like Taylor Swift's music, and I, I give her kudos for writing about her life. And you know, she does get a lot of backlash. When I've seen it, um, and she just does her thing. So I agree with you a hundred percent. We are going to play your song,
0: She Wine. Oh yeah. Give us, a bit
1: about, give us a little bit about what the song is about.
3: So. Chief Wine is a song that I wrote sort of uh, in the beginning. It's a bit uh, conversational um, to Mm -hmm. someone. I have a good friend and she is extremely outgoing and she just puts herself out there a lot. And I think because of my own insecurity, I struggle with that a bit. And Mm. so I kind of in the beginning of the song sort of write to her and I say, like, I admire you for being able to do that and being able to put yourself out there. Um, And so it's it's sort of a song about social anxiety and sort of being insecure um, and not really wanting to go out to parties and Mm -hmm. not really wanting to do that. And it's not necessarily because you're like, oh, I don't like people. It's not like that. It's just like you feel (laughs) insecure in that setting. And so it's like, I would rather be at home just, you know, like with my mom writing songs than being out.
1: Amen. Let me, let me tell you, you're preaching to the choir. There's sometimes <laughs> you just don't want to be around people. because <laughs> it get on your nerves? No, I get it. I completely get it. Sometimes I like to stay home with my cats, and I get a lot yes. of um, pushback on that. Um, they'll say, Natalie, you need to go out. And you need to... You people, you need to do that But I, I, listen, my cats give me love In a weird way <laughs> But they give me love <laughs> You know, because cats like to do their own thing But, you know, I, I love animals So I, sometimes I prefer mm-hmm. just to be around
0: Alright, let's play Cheap From the party and. Her- I love that. I love this one. like Nothing. that shows
2: maturity. That shows like true songwriting maturity. I really think that because <laughs> I know I do. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it does. It amazes Thanks. me that you're only like 15 years old.
1: Exactly. <laughs> there's I mean, nothing wrong with being 16 I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, I oh. back. if I can go back, I can
0: go back and cares. do some other things.
1: <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of guys I wouldn't like have liked. I'm telling you now.
0: <laughs> oh well,
1: oh well. Can't go into the time machine. Got to focus on the here and <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the life. <laughs> Back
1: to the future. Back
2: Hi, to Nikki. the
0: future.
2: Hi. Right. <laughs> oh, is, I'm. I guess I'm supposed to ask the question. Sorry. Yeah. The hour at outside my door. Who was <laughs> crying?
3: Okay. Oh.
2: So Ada most important thing that you have learned about the music business?
3: Hmm. The most important thing I've learned okay. Something <laughs> I've learned is and I see this I I guess like I always knew about how much women and females are brought down in the music business. But mm. I had never really experienced it firsthand yet. Um and I go to school with a guy um I'm not going to drop his name but he does music as well and you know I've been doing music for about 4 years professionally now and
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know I I've, I've never received much praise for my school about my music at all you know I'm I'm very, I try to be very I try to be very catch myself about it. And, you know, like, it didn't even bother me. Right. Like, I was like, you know what, it's it's fine. Like, I don't need people to validate in, me for my music. I, I know what I want to do. But, right. you know, he came out with this song. And it, it was like someone had landed on the moon. Like, people were people were saying oh it's so good like you there wasn't one like second that I walked through that someone was like oh did you hear Jack's song did you hear Jack's song and the teachers were playing it in the classrooms and I was like oh wow I I'm like not I wasn't mad about not being recognized for it but I was mad about the shift and how much praise was received from him releasing it
0: mm. and I
3: just don't understand i you know, and, and not to bring him down because I think he's great. I think he sounds great. And he's put out some great stuff. But, I mean, and it's not even jealousy. It's just, like, lack of appreciation, I think, when I've been doing it longer and I've been working harder. And, you know, that's just something I'm going to have to learn. But mm. it's not well. fair. It's not. Um, do you think that... And that's
2: a tough one, Ada. I mean, it, you know, I, I had similar things even with, um, you know, friends. Um, mm-hmm. You know, friends would always always be like, oh, yeah, okay, and, and just, like, kind of blow it off. Um, yeah. Not really supportive and that type of thing. Do you think, though, I mean, because you're, you're in a weird age group, right, at the moment. Um, do you think there's a lot of jealousy maybe, at least even from, like, your peers and things like that where I don't want to say the girls are more jealous and that's why there, there's not a lot of um, pat on the back type of thing? I mean, well, little, little concerning that the, the teachers wouldn't be also supportive, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of gender. Um, but, you know, I could potentially see, you know, peers, of the female persuasion, not being, you know, supportive because they're jealous um, that I could definitely see because I actually haven't, you know, Natalie and I even experienced that today, you know, at our age, we still have people that, you know, treat us that way because they're Mm -hmm. jealous of, of, of what we're doing and what we're accomplishing. Right. So, um, I don't know, but it's a tough situation to be in because especially if, you know they're 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 playing favorites, if you will. But you know, I I would just say, you know what, just keep doing what you're doing. Karma comes around.
1: <laughs> Thank
2: you. Um, oh no, Natalie, what and, are your
1: thoughts on that? I, I I I tend to agree with Ada. I think that the reason that they're not appreciative is because um, Ada's a great songwriter. She has a beautiful voice, and she's beautiful too. And I believe that because of our society and how people tend to view women in music, you know, and what they'll listen to and stuff like that. I mean, the whole music industry, you think that people would actually listen to the music, but they're, they're looking at the whole package sometimes. But I think slowly but surely that's kind of changing. But I think in Ada's case yeah. in the school stuff, that's all about her being a girl. It is all about it because it doesn't make sense that she's been doing this longer than he has, and he just comes out with a song. And everybody's like, hey, what's that? Woo, that? It's like, oh, what You think, oh, my God. It's just, you know, girls will fawn over boys faster and stuff like that. So it, it, for me, it's really sad. It's just sad that people can't just be supportive of a great artist without the intent of being jealous and saying, oh, my God, she's, they're probably thinking, oh, she's already pretty. Oh, she already can sing. Why am I going to praise her for anything that she's done? And so, it, and I agree with Nikki on it. You can't focus on what these people are not saying or or saying because they're just stupid. Let's just let's just call them that because that's just ridiculous. And I'd be pissed. It would it would annoy me because I'm just I have no filter anymore. I'm just going, um, I. It would annoy me. And, and, and Ada, you have the right to be annoyed by it. You have every – you take every emotion that you have out of it and just, you know, release it in the house or go outside, write another song. You could write a song about it. I mean, it is what it is. This is our world. Mm -hmm. People can't be happy for other people, especially when it comes to women. And so that we have to change that dialogue that's out there about that. That's why we we start – that's why – you know, Nikki came up with that I do Sisters of Music, I wanted to do something for independence and here we are. Because women have to understand we are all on the same platform. We all came came on to this world. Two people got together, the woman got pregnant and we were all pushed out some way. So there's nobody better than us, there's nobody below us. But we're all striving for the same same thing. We want some kind of success. We want to make a difference in the world and stuff like that. It's just for me it's just very sad. And like Nikki says, you know, we we're still going through that crap because people are just ridiculous. Um, yeah. They're just ridiculous. They are ridiculous. You know, <laughs> and, and and as you grow older, you will learn that they will continue to be ridiculous. And so you decide to pick and choose the people that are going to be part of your your world, part of your circle. They're they're going to lift oh, yeah. you up, rather than just be rather than just look down on you and just like. She thinks she's all that. Well, yes. You say, yes, I'm all that. See what they say. It's time for those people anymore. <laughs> so you see, I have a lot to say on that um, subject. <laughs> so <laughs> where do you see yourself
3: in 10 years? Oh, gosh. It would be great. You know, I always don't really know how to answer this question because.
1: I know it's kind of crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> especially with a pen-
2: especially with a pandemic, you just really don't know what you'll see in ten years. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Well, I just I'm like I don't want to like sh- you know, and that's my thing is I've I've always been sort of like pessimistic just because like if if I get too excited about something, it's not going to happen for me, and I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> like so, I always try to like be very humble and pessimistic about things, but you know, it would be. Cool to be some sort of public figure in like like good time. Like I, I think it would be really cool. I mean, I just I love the story of Taylor Swift and like obviously I keep referencing her. But like, just where she came mm-hmm. from and like where she is now is like I think mm-hmm. very similar. We're in the very similar age group, and it just like I would love to be something like that. Do it. Hey, there's nothing the wrong
2: with. Manifesting that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Do it. I mean, really. You have... Why not? Yeah. Do it, not? do it, do it. Yeah. So that actually is a great response to the next question that we have is, what strengths do you have that you believe make you a great
3: artist? Mm. Well, that's probably – probably one of them would be again like just like how I am very good at sort of being okay with the turnout of things and like that sounds kind of like it's very broad but I just mean in terms of if I don't win something or I don't get something like I don't Mm -hmm. take it personally really ever Mm -hmm. um you know like I went to the Josie Awards I had a great time I mean I didn't get the award but like I didn't take it personally at all like I was just like right. it was still a good time like I didn't take that personally you know there's been a lot of opportunities that I've been led down from you know I've, I've got some backlash mm. of coming out of country music and going into more indie pop music and people being like we don't really want to hear that and I haven't taken that personally at all I'm just kind of like well then don't have me at your show like that's the kind of music I want to play yes, there you go. so I That's love how
0: I that.
1: feel about it. She said, don't have me at your show. I'm, you know, I'm getting a T-shirt. Don't have me at your show. <laughs> I love it. Damn it. Just
0: <laughs>
1: You don't like it. You don't have to listen to it. Right.
0: <laughs> I really love it. Exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, what is it
3: about music that makes
1: you feel passionate?
0: Hmm music
3: uh makes me feel really passionate because music is just my sort of place to go for anything and mm-hmm. so when i'm when i'm emotional like music just has so many emotions that like come from me in general, not even just when I'm writing my own music, but I love listening to other people's music and like just letting it take a toll on how I feel. When I'm happy, I'll listen right. to happy music. When I'm sad, I put on a sad song, and yes, yeah, I'm making myself sadder, but I don't care. I don't even know if sadder That's is a true. word. I think it's more sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Let's invent it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little too into you guys. Just forgot about vocabulary. Um, um, I just love the way that music moves me and it really Mm -hmm. inspires me to move people in the same way that I'm moved by it. And, you know, if I hear a song that I'm like, wow, that just like made me feel something. I'm like, I want to write a song that makes people feel something. Love Love it.
2: Yeah. And that was one of the things that I was actually really, um, that draw me to you, Ada, is that, you know, a couple of young artists that I've actually interviewed have the same philosophy, if you will, that they, they don't want to write just what I would call cookie cutter um, mm-hmm. songs. They want to write songs with, with meaning and, and have uh, meaningful lyrics. So um, applaud you for doing that.
0: Very Thank much. you. So,
2: okay. You're welcome. With that your favorite and least favorite thing about being an artist? Ooh.
3: My favorite thing about being an artist is just in general, like, I love, and I think I might have mentioned this in a past interview, but I just love the way that songs come together. And, like, mm-hmm. I think it's really sick to, like, watch a song that I wrote in, like, my basement on a keyboard like, come to a studio main recorded piece and I just think that's really cool especially with uh I just released a new EP uh yesterday actually um and I just think in general like watching that EP come together and unfold in the past year has been like so amazing and I just I love it um I would say downside of being an artist though, is just in general. um, And obviously don't listen to what anyone says about you and like, just do what you want. Mm. But again, I would just go back to the fact that people are so judgmental and people are so (laughs) in disbelief that you can do something with it. And, you know, um, it's just, it's crazy to like hear like some of the things people say. And like, you know, even some of my family is like, Oh, well, Backup plan though, right? And I'm
0: like,
3: Why? <laughs> why? why? Why would I wanna have a backup plan? This is what I wanna do. I mean, if I don't commit myself fully to what I want to do, I'm never gonna make it.
2: That's right. So, exactly. Uh, and you know what? All those trials and tribulations and all the people who are singing backup plan, there you go. That's the song. Backup plan. I ain't got no backup. The plan. <laughs> Man, <laughs> That's this
0: is my it.
2: backup plan.
0: <laughs> I,
1: love it. I, back I, love it. I am doing my own thing. <laughs> no, uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, you know, we're older so we've had a backup plan. I mean, you know you know, I went to college I have a degree in communications. Obviously I communicate, so I'm using it somehow. Um, but, and I never thought I'd be in music, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, but once I got into music, you know, people are just like, okay, so are you making any money doing it? No, but I'm doing what I love, but you look miserable. So that's that. <laughs> so that's how I, I answered them because, okay, they need to shut up. Um, <laughs> and, let us, and let us do our thing because this is what we were born to do. Um, Okay, Ada, what skills have you gained that help you perform effectively?
3: Ooh. Um, Something that I've definitely learned uh, to help me perform, like, really well is just, it's all about engagement. And, like,
0: Mm -hmm. I
3: struggled with that for a little while, engaging the crowd and, like, all of that. Like, I did struggle with that for a little while because I was just really insecure and nervous being on stage. But, like, Mm -hmm. The crowd reads your energy, and I swear it doesn't always matter what you're playing. It matters how you're presenting it, and it matters how you're talking about it. Because I've noticed some shows I'm feeling really insecure. I'm playing music that people don't seem to be enjoying, and I just say, hey, thanks for coming out and listening to me. Like, thanks for everyone who's actually (laughs) listening. And, like, I said that, and it's, like, so, (laughs) like, not (laughs) nice to myself. (laughs) And so I realized, like, if I see enough for myself, and I'm like, you know what? Thanks for coming out tonight, guys. We're gonna rock this out. Like, I hope you like the next song. Mm. Like, this song is about A, B, and C, and you really talk about it and you engage them, and you know, maybe point out someone in the crowd, say something about them, say something to them, and I'm sure that they'll pay more attention after that. So it's right. just like it's all about reading the room, reading the crowd, and Trying to make people feel like you you want them there, not just they want you there, but you want them there.
1: My God, you're you're such a pro. <laughs> because <laughs> everything you're saying is like on point. It's a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I like when I'm on a large stage. My God, I can rock it out. Make the in, in a small setting too, and I agree with you a hundred percent. If you engage with the audience and talk about somebody out there or even give a backstory of the song you're about to sing, it it makes Mm -hmm. for a better performance, definitely. Um, Because especially if you're trying to be that type of artist that's an effective player in life, and you want them to understand that you get them also, whoever's out there in the audience, whoever needs to hear that particular Mm -hmm. song, they're going to get that because you're also engaging with them. You're talking to them. You're not talking to them like you're this big star. You're just like them. And you're right. That's how right. you get. You, that's how you get fans, basically. So kudos
2: mm-hmm.
3: to you on that. Thank you.
1: You're
2: welcome. So
0: we're talking military. about
2: performing, <laughs> reading the room. Do you ever mm-hmm. get performance anxiety, and if so,
3: how do you deal with it? So I definitely have my fair share of getting performance anxiety. I, I think I was a lot worse before um, when I first started out, like, Oh no, it was, it was hard to get through that. But um, for me recently, I haven't had it too bad. Uh, and I don't know if that just came with gaining confidence and gaining more respect for myself and my music. Um, But I've been a lot more confident recently, but I think uh, I still do get it sometimes, you know, like the first, I've noticed it's more in like the first, like 20 minutes of me and my performance, I feel a little bit like, ooh, is the crowd gonna like it? Um, Mm. Hopefully I know what I'm doing like, you know, and so I think it's just sort of easing into that. And once I know, like, okay, people are enjoying it, like, I'm good then I settle down a bit but I think just sort of sometimes when I tell myself and I'll, I literally will be under my breath I'll be like you can do this you can do this <laughs> I like oh. it, a bit. it pushes pushes me through a little bit but um a little pep talk a little bit a little bit that's yeah, fair it.
2: enough fair enough hey you know I mean I know that there is um quite a few big megastars that get performance anxiety. Some yeah. so much that they don't even like touring.
1: Completely, completely understand that. Now, tell us about your favorite performance in your career. thus far, because you're young.
3: Ooh, my favorite performance in my career.
0: That's a hard one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like so far, it's like, oh. Uh, I just, I was so wrapped up in country music for a long time. And there's nothing wrong with country music. Like, I fully respect country music and I love country music. But it wasn't for me. And so, like, most of the big shows I've played, I've played country music because I thought, like, oh, this is what people like from me. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. But, um so, like, it's kind of hard to pick one that I like from past. But I guess a favorite one I did, and it's interesting because it was a really small venue. Um but I did one, uh, it was just about like 45 minutes out from my house, and um, uh, it's like a food truck rally that we do, and I did one in Mattawan, and they had a cute little uh, canopy set up, and they let me just play the piano and my guitar in there, and I had a bunch of like couples sit out with their blankets and their chairs, and it was like the sun was going down, and it was so cute, and I was playing love songs and some of my originals, and like People just really liked it, and it was just very calm and like I felt really appreciated. So that I would say that's my favorite. Yeah, oh, that's cool.
2: Awesome. Love it. All right, so we've spent a lot of time talking about music. What about hobbies or interests outside of music?
3: Um, I use into drawing I don't do it so many so much anymore just because like I'm fully uh engaged in my music right now um but I definitely enjoyed that I something I really love doing is taking pictures um mm. just not even not even of my myself but like I'll have my my girlfriend over not like my girlfriend but my girlfriend you know what I'm saying my best friend it's
2: okay if you say girlfriend
1: We get it. You know, this world is so messed up with what you can say. It's (laughs) just
3: anyways I will have her I'll have her come over, and, like, we always do photo shoots, and we'll, like, go down to, like, the beach by my house or something, Um and we'll just take pictures of each other, and, like, it's just, like, really fun for us, just, like, planning out the outfits and, like, doing the hair and makeup, mm. and, like, makeup is something I'm also really into, like, I love makeup so much, Um, I love playing with makeup and just, like, getting new makeup and just, like, I don't know, I just like makeup a lot. You know, you,
1: you say that you draw. Here's an idea for, and I've told other people about this. People that are really in in the art world is that you can incorporate your music with your art. If you ever think mm-hmm. about doing something like that, um, you could draw. I mean, you could take your cheap wine single, and you could draw something based on the off of the lyrics of the song, and have it displayed right. at a, uh, a ve- venue or wherever you're performing. And and it it, truly makes a a difference. I actually told this one lady, she she had a one-woman show, and she used to play at a winery. And I'm like, oh, my God, what you need to do is you need to take your song, pair it with a great wine, and then she was an artist as well. And I said, draw something that correlates with all that stuff. And then you you have an interesting package at that point. So at any time you want to get to it, I mean, or – Another person that Nikki and I both interviewed, she got into the makeup industry. What did she do? She she took um, her sing- the name of her singles and she created a lipstick out of it. She created eyeshadow mm-hmm. out of it. So you could take cheap wine and create a lipstick out of it and call it cheap wine and sell it. So these are a lot of things that That's, you can do. Oh, oh no, that doing. cheap wine is a nail polish. I'm telling you. or It's a nail polish color. It
2: could
1: be <laughs> Well, it <could> be. <laughs> yeah, well, it could. It could be anything in the cosmetic in, industry that you want it to be. Let Let me just put it mm-hmm. that way. I agree with uh, Nikki. It could be a a, a um, nail polish, or you could be very <laughs> you could be very different and do it the opposite of what people would think that it would be, which would be a mm-hmm. lipstick, a blush, an eyeshadow, uh, an a eyeliner. Um, it can be anything that you want to, want it to be, uh, but think about those things. Obviously, you got to talk to your p- Padres, your parents. Um, but these are all the <laughs> things that you can do with your art, with your music. You know, it, the industry is a lot bigger than it was back in before Christ. Before you know, uh, Nikki, in our time, because I, I always say that we're old. Well, I always say that I'm older than dirt. And so, there's so much more that you can do to engage people to even listen to your music. Like if you think of a nail polish or a, a a lipstick, somebody might say, "Oh my God, I'm wearing cheap wine." You've got to listen to the song "Cheap Wine," or I'm, you know, I'm. Oh, look at
3: my fingers. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 whatever.
1: But it's uh, it's definitely another way to get your music out there.
3: Just get. Just saying. Just saying. No, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Thank you for that. I didn't think about it. Did you,
1: yeah, so you know, I'll, I'll wear your lipstick. I'll wear your nail polish,
0: <laughs> and then
1: and Me then too. I'll drink some cheap wine. And then I'll drink drink some cheap wine with it.
0: And there you go. I can be one of
1: your. I can be one of your. I can be one of your spokesmodels. <laughs> See, I'm 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 already volunteering here. <laughs> so you definitely can do all of that. Um, but so my god ada we've learned so much more about you this time around and it's fantastic i love everything that you're doing i love the fact that you are very strong you're staying true to your authentic self you're creating fabulous music you have you're beautiful you have a beautiful voice even if you weren't gorgeous it wouldn't matter you're still great you're still you're I want to use the poop you're still the shit i'll just say that um you're just you're <laughs> just everything you're everything and and and, and if they can't, and if the, the, your your school doesn't see that you're everything, you know that we know that you're everything, and that we can't wait to see your name in life. I mean, you're going that you're going to go very far in this industry, and it's going to be amazing to watch your journey.
3: Thank you. I completely agree,
2: and congrats on the new EP. Right. Thank you. And. Um, I don't know, I guess that's oh, and happy New Year. Thank yep. you. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Oh my God, twenty twenty one is almost
2: over and there's still chaos. But hey <laughs>
1: this is our world. This is our this is our world and we are going to get through it. All you guys have to do on Sim Radio Network is listen to Ada Leanne. Hell, listen to all the people that we interview on our podcast, and mixing, in, mixing it with Nikki Chris, starting with Nat, and then you got to go to Spotify. you got to go and listen to all these artists, especially Ada Leanne's uh, cheaper Wine." you got to do it. you got to enjoy it. Thank you so much, Ada Leanne, for being on the Sim Radio Network. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye, y'all. Matt and and Nick. Until next time. Hi, this is Nikki Chris. And Natalie Jean from Sisters in Music. Check out our new organization, www.sistersinmusic.org. And our SIM
2: radio network. Home of our female-focused podcast, Mixing It with Nikki Chris.
1: And Chatting with Nat. Come join the fun, because together, we are stronger.
3: With Lucky Lancelot, you can get lucky just
0: about
1: anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry.